You are Locked On Nittany Lions, your daily podcast on the Penn State Nittany Lions, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey, everybody. Welcome into the Locked On Nittany Lions podcast. I'm your host, Kevin McGuire, editor of Nittany Lions Wire on the USA Today Sports Media Network and, of course, a contributor to AthlonSports.com. Today's episode is brought to you by our friends at Built Bar. Be sure to go to BuiltBar.com and use the promo code LOCKED15, that's L-O-C-K-E-D-1-5, and you'll get 15% off your next order. We'll talk a little bit more about Built Bar later on in today's podcast. Of course, we have a good number of topics to get into in today's episode. We're still reacting to everything that went down with Penn State Pro Day last week. Talk about how one NFL coach came away very impressed. We'll talk about that later in today's episode. We also are going to take a look ahead to what the stories of the week are going to be coming out of Penn State spring football. It sure looks like the offense is going to be the big talking point based on some of the player interviews that are going to be made available to the media. And I just watched the Justice League Snyder Cut, and I got to say, I want some more. I want to bring a Snyder Cut version of Penn State football's 2020 season to reality as well. Let's see if we can make that happen. So like I said, fun show, lots of stuff to get into. Before we do that, I want to make sure you are following this podcast on whatever podcasting app you prefer. We're on Spotify, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, whatever you use to listen to my voice right now. Make sure you follow this podcast for totally free. And of course, leave those ratings and reviews that'll really help us out as we continue to grow this podcast moving forward. You can also connect with us on our social media platforms. We're on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook, all using the username of Locked On Nittany. With all that out of the way, let's go ahead and get today's episode underway. So it took me a little bit of time to finally dig in and find some time to carve out to make sure I could watch the Zack Snyder cut of Justice League. If you've been following the entertainment business for a while or you know anything about this Justice League movie and what is the story behind it, then you know that the version that is now currently out on HBO Max is completely different from the version of the movie that was released in theaters. I'm not going to get into the whole comic book origin and the comic book controversy around this movie between its theatrical release and the the development process leading up to it and why this is such a big deal for comic book movie fans. But I will say I thoroughly enjoyed the Zack Snyder cut far more than I did the original theatrical release. So it got me thinking, what else is out there that I would love to see an alternative version that was supposed to be the premier pristine version of an original idea or concept and ultimately was uh, derailed for so many variety of reasons. And it didn't have to take very long for me to bring this back to Penn State. How do I do that? Well, I think a look at that 2020 college football season, okay? We already know pandemic, adjusted schedules, whatever the case may be. Let's just assume that we got a version of Penn State football in 2020 that was supposed to be living up to some of the hype and expectations that we saw from Penn State over the course of the last four years. This is a program that won 11 games in three out of the previous four seasons leading up to last year. So jumping out to an 0-5 start was certainly a uh, a little bit of an aberration from the norm. And I think that that is one of the reasons I always say that I'm willing to give James Franklin and the entire Penn State program a little bit of a pass. I'm not going to make too many excuses because everybody out there was dealing with the pandemic, preparing for things, having a very adjusted spring schedules, if at all. And of course, a weird summer going into the start of the fall season. And of course, the Big Ten pushed back the start of the season. But bottom line is, 
I would love to see a redo for that Penn State 2020 season because this is a program that was going to start the season as a top 10 caliber program, certainly a legitimate Big Ten contender. Ohio State was still the favorite, no question about that, but Penn State figured to be the next biggest threat. And I still feel as though if things were being played out in a normal circumstance, normal circumstances for last season, supposing we get a full regular season, full spring practices, full summer, all that stuff, non-pandemic related, I still feel like Penn State would have been in a much better position over the course of the long haul going into next year. First of all, I don't think Michael Parsons would have opted out. And I think you can look at all the different alternative paths that would have led to a very successful 2020 season at Penn State that ultimately just were not there for one reason or another. Uh, Running back depth obviously was a big storyline very early in the season. And whether or not uh, Journey Brown... Uh, would have been able to be a part of this program if we didn't have a pandemic because you know the COVID testing probably brought to light something that was very serious in his health and his life. So there's some things that we probably couldn't avoid anyway, but I do think that if you had a chance to get a Zack Snyder cut of the 2020 college football season and see Penn State's season play out the way that I think a lot of people envisioned it potentially going out, uh, you know, like I said, a program that had won 11 games three of the last four years, had just come off a Cotton Bowl victory, a very explosive offense, very strong showing by Michael Parsons and the defense. Gave up a lot of points in Memphis, but still a showcase event for a lot of reasons. I feel as though there would have been much more momentum carrying Penn State to a much stronger 2020 season. So I want to see the Zack Snyder cut of the 2020 Penn State college football season. And I want you guys to be a little bit creative as well. Reach out to us on our Twitter account and let us know what kind of Penn State season or what Penn State moment would you like to see the Zack Snyder cut bring to life once and for all. It may not change the course of history, but at least you get a chance to relive something the way that you probably deserve to in the first place. That's how I feel watching the Zack Snyder Cup. I've been breaking it up throughout the day on this Sunday as I'm recording this podcast. I'm going through the movie section by section, taking a break because it is a long grind to get through a four-hour movie, especially when you've got a lot of things on your plate to do, including this podcast. But I would love to hear what you guys have to say. If there was a Zack Snyder Cut of anything Penn State related, what would it be? I would love to hear. Another idea I'm going to throw out there. Maybe Penn State men's basketball getting a chance to go into the tournament last year with Lamar Stevens. How about that? You know, so you've got the basketball season, you got the football season. There's probably a good number of other options out there that I would love to hear from you. You I think 2020 brings about a lot of potential possibilities for a Zack Snyder cut of whatever sports topic you have in mind. So reach out to us on our Twitter account, Locked on Nittany. We want to share some of those reactions with you guys. In our episode tomorrow will be our Twitter Tuesday episode. So now's a great time to follow us on Twitter at Locked on Nittany and submit your ideas for what Zack Snyder cut you would like to see as far as Penn State Athletics is concerned. And you know what? The way this college basketball tournament has been going this year, maybe you need a Zack Snyder cut of the NCAA tournament. Well, if you've been missing on a couple of picks, don't worry. There's still time to make back some money. And the best way to do that is with Bet Online. They are the fastest and easiest way to bet on all the sports action, including the NCAA tournament, as we are moving closer and closer to crowning a national champion in college basketball. BetOnline has everything covered from the NBA to the NHL and, of course, the ongoing FCS college football season, as well as reality TV shows and award shows. They've got real-time updated odds and props on just about anything you can imagine. So go to BetOnline. They've got you covered for all the news, scores, and odds. Once again, it is the best play to place your bets, and it's totally free to sign up. All you have to do is head to their website or use your mobile device, betonline.ag. Sign up today. Receive a 50% welcome bonus on top of your first deposit when you use the promo code LOCKEDON. That's L-O-C-K-E-D-O-N. 
best deal in the business right now. So go ahead and take advantage of it. Sign up for free on betonline.ag. Use the promo code locked on. Get 50% on top of that welcome bonus and start making some good picks today. BetOnline, your online sportsbook experts. Get all the sports news you need in under 20 minutes with the Locked On Today podcast. Host Pete Burkowski updates you on all the latest news in every major sport with the help of our local experts across the Locked On Podcast Network. So follow the Locked On Today podcast wherever you get your podcasts. While you're at it, make sure you're following along with Locked On Nittany Lines as well on your favorite podcasting platform. We've got all angles covered as far as Penn State's concerned. Check out Locked On Today. They'll get you up to date with everything you need to know in the world of sports. Well, we're looking ahead to what's going to happen uh, this week with Penn State going through their next week of spring football practices. Uh, another big week, and I think the big storyline is certainly going to look like it's going to be the offensive side of the football once again. And that generally seems to be the case throughout the, uh, this spring football season for Penn State with a new offensive coordinator, new wide receivers coach, obviously some transfer issues, and you're trying to figure out exactly what's going to happen with the running back situation. There's a lot to discuss as far as this Penn State offense is concerned. Now, I'm pretty optimistic. If you've heard me before, if you've seen me, what I've written about Penn State's offense, I have reason to believe that this is going to be a pretty solid unit when the season comes around, not just from having a full spring football practice to work with, with a new offensive coordinator. I think that'll really help out and really allow Penn State to be in a much better position as far as offense is concerned compared to where they were going into the 2020 season with a new offense coordinator and and, uh, Kirk Shiraka. Uh, of course, Mike Yersich coming in, I've always said, is a big upgrade for the offensive coordinator position for Penn State. I, I love the hire, and I'm really looking forward to seeing what he does. Of course, he's also the quarterback's coach, and we already know that Sean Clifford is going to be the starting quarterback for Penn State. This will be his third year as a starter, and we're going to get a chance to hear from Sean Clifford uh, today because Sean Clifford is scheduled to be one of the three players that Penn State will make available to the media today. Uh, Sean Clifford, of course, will be the the quarterback representative. You're going to get a chance to hear from defensive back Jaquan Brisker, who had a little bit of a breakout season last year. And another one of the big stories today will be uh, the the hearing from wide receiver Jahan Dotson, who's going to get a chance to speak. Uh, Coming back as one of the top wide receivers in the Big Ten going into the 2021 season. Certainly left his mark last year with some really dazzling highlight reel plays. And he's going to be a big factor in this Penn State offense's success coming up this season. But I do think uh, quarterbacks are always going to steal the show, and probably deservingly so. It is the most important position to be taking a close look at. And I think with so much uncertainty about what's going to happen with this quarterback position coming out of the spring, because after Sean Clifford, you're still concerned about the depth a little bit. Taquan Roberson, uh, Christian Velo, uh, not a whole lot of experience behind Christian, or I'm sorry, uh, Sean Clifford. So there is the idea that maybe Penn State will look to that transfer portal and see if they can bring anybody in to kind of pad the depth with some experience. Now, I actually got a chance to write about this a little bit on Nittany Lions Wire over the weekend, taking a look at some of the available quarterbacks that are out there currently on the transfer uh, transfer market and seeing if any would be a potential fit for what Penn State is looking for. And James Franklin has said on record that if Penn State does bring in a quarterback, they're going to do so if that person is the right fit for their program or what they're trying to do with their offense. So they're not going to bring in a quarterback just for the sake of bringing in a quarterback and adding another name to the depth chart. They want to make sure that somebody is going to be ready to step in, ready to fit into the system, and kind of fill out some of the qualities that I think is what's going to work with this offense moving forward under Mike Yersich. Now, we've already gotten a glimpse as to where Penn State is going to go offensively with Mike Yersich and you know one of the, the newest recruits that has committed to Penn State since the hiring of Mike Yersich, uh, Drew Aller. 
pro-style quarterback. So you get a sense that maybe a pro-style quarterback is what they would look to in the transfer portal if that one were available. Now, Joe Milton of Michigan, uh, Austin Kendall from uh, West Virginia, previously of Oklahoma, Chris Robeson from FAU. There are some names out there that could be potential targets for Penn State. I don't know how seriously Penn State would consider any of those three players, but uh, I'm just throwing it out there. It would be pretty fun to see Penn State win a game against Michigan with Joe Milton. Just throwing that out there. I'm not saying that it's going to come to that, but that'd be a great storyline to follow. But I do think that that's going to be one of the topics of the conversation. Certainly today, getting Sean Clifford's take on the quarterback situation, uh, not so much challenging him and where he is as the starting quarterback, because like I said, I don't think there's any reason to believe that he's not going to be the starting quarterback. And I think we get a sense that there's a pretty good reason to be confident in the fact that he's going to be the guy running the show, uh, as he should be. <laughs> I, I feel I don't think there's any question that Sean Clifford's going to be the man that runs this offense. And we'll see what kind of uh, progress he can make with this relationship with Mike Yurcich. And I think it's going to play off pretty well. Now, later this week on Wednesday, we'll hear from head coach James Franklin and wide receivers coach Dana Stubblefield. And that's why I'm thinking that this is going to be a big week for offensive storylines, especially at the wide receiver position. Certainly, the passing game is going to be the big key, right? And I think you get a chance to hear from your star wide receiver, your starting quarterback, and your wide receivers coach. That's going to be the big theme of the week as we go through Penn State practices this week. Now, I do have some questions about this wide receiver position. Now, obviously, Jahan Dotson is going to be the star. Uh, we saw Parker Washington develop a little bit. Uh, Kevante Lee, I think we've got some players here that are, that are going to be taking some steps forward as far as this uh, passing game is concerned. And I think it would be beneficial to get a little bit more development and a little bit more growth out of some of those younger wide receivers uh, moving forward. So I think that that's going to be something to really look forward to this spring. And I'm looking forward to seeing what all these players have to say about it when they get a chance to meet with the media, including the coaches. We've been telling you about Built Bar, the best tasting protein bar on the market for a while now. If you're new to the show, Built Bar is the amazing low calorie, low sugar, high protein, high fiber, and yet amazing tasting protein bar with 100% chocolate on all the bars. Now it's time to find out which Built Bar is the best. It is Built Bar Madness. In today's matchup, we are looking to crown the final spot in the flavorful four in the Built Bar March Madness tournament. We have already have cookies and cream going up against cookie dough chunk on the one side of the bracket. Cookies and cream pulling the upset against coconut almond. Cookie dough chunk having a little bit of an easy path to the final four, if we're being honest. Big upset, as far as I'm concerned, in the one region with mint brownie taking down the very strong coconut puff. I think that that's a mistake right there. I think the bracket tiers got it wrong, but one spot left to fill, and it'll come down to caramel brownie versus coconut brownie chunk. Now, I think coconut brownie chunk has to come up strong here because the coconut flavors have been faltering here in the late rounds, and I think one is due to make it into the flavorful four. And if you haven't tried the coconut brownie chunk, my goodness, you have to try it. It is the best tasting protein bar, as far as I'm concerned, out there. And I'm not just saying that because Built Bar, it really has a winner with coconut brownie chunk. Make sure you check them out today. Check out all the flavors. All you have to do is go to BuiltBar.com and don't forget to use the promo code LOCKED15 and you get 15% off your next order. That's LOCKED15 to get 15% off your next order at BuiltBar.com and check back to see who won today's matchup. Cast your votes on BuiltBar.com and follow all the action on their Twitter account at bar underscore built and of course you can find out who will become the best tasting protein bar. The NFL Draft is just weeks away, so it is time to start following our Locked On NFL Draft duo. 
The Draft Dudes podcast watches every prospect so that you don't have to. And the Locked On NFL Draft podcast is your daily draft news and mock draft podcast. Follow Locked On NFL Draft and the Draft Dudes on the Radio.com app and wherever you get your podcasts. While you're at it, make sure you are subscribed and following the Locked On Daily Lions podcast. And don't forget about Locked On Today as well. And that's going to bring us into our final segment of today's episode. Kind of looking back to what happened last week, we already know that Penn State's Pro Day uh, event was pretty well received. Uh, at 31 NFL teams having representation in Happy Valley, not too surprising considering that linebacker Michael Parsons is going to be one of the star defensive recruits or draft prospects in the upcoming NFL draft. But of course, a lot of eyes focus on some of those other players on Penn State's roster that could potentially move themselves into the first round, maybe the second round. Of course, uh, tight end Pat Fryermuth is one of the top offensive players coming out of this Penn State program. But Jason Owe continues to be one of the players to really keep a close eye on because he could very well be moving himself into position for a first round draft selection. We're going to start reaching out to some of those NFL draft experts to see what they're thinking about uh, Penn State's Pro Day and the, and the lead up to the NFL draft. Uh, not just getting some thoughts on Michael Parson, but some of these other prospects to keep an eye on. Now, one uh, reaction that certainly came out of this Pro Day event that I got a kick out of was seeing Pittsburgh Steelers head coach Mike Tomlin and getting his thoughts on what he saw at Penn State's uh, Pro Day. And the, the quote is very simple. It's a freak show out there, basically. <laughs> he's called, he, he's very positive in his reaction to what he saw out of Penn State's uh, Pro Day event, calling it a freak show or you know, something along those lines. And not surprisingly, Penn State took that quote and they ran with that. And why wouldn't they? You've got a successful NFL head coach, a guy who has won a Super Bowl, uh, head coach of one of the premier franchises in NFL history, the Pittsburgh Steelers, coming into your football facilities and leaving with that kind of impression yeah that's going to resonate that's going to be a good selling point for a lot of prospects and recruits down the line when an nfl coach like mike tomlin comes in and comes away just impressed with what he has seen now i don't know what his comments are about other potential pro days out there he probably has some similar things based on some of the pro days he probably attends i'm not all in on that but i do know that what he saw at penn state kind of echoes the same kind of reactions we hear from a lot of nfl draft experts when they go to these combine type events, whether it's Penn State Pro Day or the NFL Scouting Combine, the general reaction seems to be that some of these Penn State players are really putting on a really good show. And that's something that we talked a little bit about last week when uh, you see that the transformation, the elevation of the kind of athlete that Penn State is developing for the next level in the NFL, a lot of these players are built to put on a really good showing in these combine events that really help their NFL draft stock and their NFL draft future, their, their NFL future in general. And what we saw from players like Michael Parsons and Jason Owe, it's not too surprising given where we have seen the, the talent development come as far as James Franklin and Penn State have been here the last few, how many years now, uh, this has just become the norm. You know, this is the kind of expectation that they're expecting to see when they're evaluating Penn State talent. And like I said, we already knew that Michael Parsons was a very special player. He's very well going to be one of the top defensive players drafted in the NFL draft. Sure seems like a lock for the first round. Jason Oway could be moving himself up some draft boards given the performance that he had. But uh, a 4.3940 from Michael Parsons. I think Jason Oway had a 4.38, if I'm not mistaken. I, I know they, they were going back and forth. They really wanted to go and, and show each other off a little bit. And th that's some good competition. So I'm very curious to see well, what this means for them moving forward. But when you've got a head coach from the NFL coming in and saying that it's a freak show out there, 
that is a very high compliment because you're developing some really special athletic talent. Now, as far as the Pittsburgh Steelers are concerned, there's a very good chance that they're scouting Pat Fryermuth pretty heavily because they brought in their tight ends coach uh, and one of their general managers or something, along with Mike Tomlin, and they actually ran some drills with Pat Fryermuth. So it certainly feels as though he is on the Pittsburgh Steelers' radar as far as what potentially they could be adding to their team, uh, maybe with a not a first-round pick, but maybe second or third-round pick. I don't know exactly where Pat Frymuth is going to go, but it certainly feels as though they're pretty interested in adding him to the lineup. And why wouldn't they? Because Penn State has had a pretty good uh, lineage of tight ends in recent years. So, again, we'll start to reach out to some of these NFL people, see what they're thinking, and you definitely want to tune in to tomorrow's podcast. We're going to be joined by the host of the Locked On Giants podcast, Patricia Chena, who's going to talk a little bit about us, about uh, Saquon Barkley and his rehab status and where he is going into the new year, as well as what potential Penn State players could be on the Giants big board going into the NFL draft. So make sure you tune back in tomorrow. We'll talk to Patricia Trena from Locked On Giants, get her take on what the Giants could be looking at out of Happy Valley. But that's going to do it for today's episode. Thank you so much for starting your week off with a brand new episode of Locked On Nittany Lines. Hopefully you are following along on your preferred podcast app for free, of course. We're totally free to listen to and follow. So make sure you follow us on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, iHeartRadio, the Radio.com app, Amazon Music. You name it, we're on it. So make sure you're following along. And don't forget to leave those ratings and reviews. That'll really help us out. We're going to have Five Star Friday coming up this Friday. So if you leave a five-star rating on any of those podcasting apps, take a screenshot of it, tweet it at us at LockedOnNittany, and we're going to give you a special shout-out in our Friday episode as well as share some of your thoughts. Of course, you can also check us out on our other social media platforms. We're on Facebook and Instagram using the username LockedOnNittany. I'm Kevin McGuire. You can give me a follow on Twitter at KevinOnCFB. You can check out my Penn State coverage over on Nittany Lions Wire on the USA Today Sports Media Group. And don't forget about some of my college football content over on AthlonSports.com. That's it for me. Thanks you so much once again for listening. Have a great start of the week. Can't go 1-0 this week unless you start off 1-0 today. So I'll talk to you guys all again tomorrow.